Hello and welcome to season 2 of Mythical Storytelling by Shinjan. I'm your host and storyteller Shinjan. As regular listeners to my podcast know, I've always been fascinated by myths and legends from across the world. So if you like me are interested in them, then this is the right podcast for you. In season 1, I focused on Greco-Roman mythology. In this season, I'm bringing you stories, legends and myths from the Norse mythology. So without further ado, let's start this episode of Mythical Storytelling. Today's story is called Frithjof, as retold by Annie Kingelsmith. In the Northland, among the mountains, lived Hilding, a vassal of King Bell. With him lived Ingeborg, the daughter of the king, and Frithjof, the son of Thorstein Vikingsson. Thorstein Vikingsson was King Bell's best friend and bravest warrior. The people of the Northland had many enemies who came in ships. They burned the houses and the harvests, slew the men, and carried the women and children away captive. King Bell and Thorstein Vikingsson were always fighting battles with them on the land or driving them across the sea to their own country. So Frithjof and Ingeborg were sent away into the mountains to live with old Hilding where they would be safe. All day long the two children wandered through the forest. Frithjof held the little Ingeborg's hand and led her along the rough paths. As they sat on the ground close behind the tiny brook, they heard the soft sweet notes of the water nixies, wonderful music. In the waterfalls The storm calls sang and sometimes under the ground they could hear the hill trolls bring Odin to give them souls. Sometimes they found beautiful grassy places where grew the fair white flower called Balder's brow in memory of the gentle god. So the days passed quickly. Frithjof grew straight and strong and tall in the mountain air. No maiden was so fair as Ingeborg. Even Sif's magic golden hair was not more beautiful than Ingeborg's as it fell over her rosy cheeks and soft white neck. So brave and strong was Frithjof that he slew a bear and led the great beast at Ingeborg's feet. On winter evenings, they sat by the fire and heard the little elves of the hearthstone who teach the wind how to sing in the chimney. While Ingeborg embroidered with gold and silver thread, Frithjof read noble sagas of the gods and their chosen heroes. But King Bell and Thorstein Vikingsson grew old and feared to die of old age and not enter Valhalla. So Frithjof and the king's two sons, Helga and Halfdan, were called to the house of the king. There stood the two silver-haired heroes, King Bell and Thorstein Vikingsson, leaning upon their swords. Many words of wisdom they spoke to the young men. who were to take their places on a day when the sea shone in the sunlight and the white capped mountains glittered like gold king bell and thorstein vikingsson stood upon the deck of their dragon ship and slew themselves with their swords that they might enter valhalla and feast with the gods then frithjof and the king's two sons buried the dragon ship close by the waves as the dead heroes had commanded helga and halfdan became kings of the northland and frithjof went to his father's house 
There he found many treasures. One was a sword with a hilt of beaten gold. On the blade were magic runes. In time of peace, the runes were dull, but in battle they glowed like fire. No man might meet this sword in fight and live. Another treasure was a golden arm ring. The ring had once been stolen by a pirate. He carried it away to his own country. There, when he grew old, he had himself and his comrades buried alive in his dragon ship in a great tomb. King Bell and Thorsten Vikingsson followed him and looked into the tomb. There they saw the dragon ship with the sails set for sailing and the spirit of the dead pirate on the deck. Thorsten Vikingsson entered and fought with the spirit and took away the arm ring. The greatest treasure of all was the dragon ship Elida. The prow was a dragon's head with golden jaws and the stern was a dragon's tail with silver scales. The dragon's wings were the sails. The ship could sail so fast that the swiftest bird was left behind. A long time before one of Frithiof's ancestors had befriended a sea god, as he came into the shore, he saw the wreck of a ship. On it sat an old man with sea-green hair and foam-white beard. The Viking took the old man home, but at bedtime he set sail on the wreck, saying he had a hundred miles to sail that night. Before he went, he told the Viking to look on the seashore next morning for a gift of thanks. At dawn next day, the Viking stood upon the shore and looked seaward. There he beheld Elida sailing straight toward land with not a man on board. These three treasures had belonged to Frithjof's family longer than any man could remember, and they were famous throughout the land. Frithjof made a banquet for Helga and Halfden and Ingeborg. As he sat at the table beside Ingeborg, they spoke together of the time when they were children. Almost they forgot that Frithjof was a man full head taller than King Helga, and Ingeborg was no longer a little maiden. When the feast was over and Ingeborg went, she seemed to take the sunshine with her. Then Frithjof longed so much for his old playmate that he went to King Helga and asked to have her for his wife. But King Helga forgot the wish of his father. He answered Frithjof in scorn and said his sister would be given to no man but a king. Frithjof replied not a word, but he drew his magic sword with the flaming runes upon the blade. With one blow, he cleft in twain King Helga's golden shield where it hung upon a tree. Then he turned and went to his own house. After a time, King Ring, the ruler of a country across the sea, sent messengers to ask for Ingeborg. The messengers brought gifts of gold. With them came many skulls with golden halves. But Helga and Halfden refused to lend Ingeborg. Halfden sent a scornful message telling King Ring to come himself and ask. When King Ring heard the message, he smote with his sword on his shield as it hung on a tree before the door. All his vassals were called together and they set out in the dragon ships to make war with Helga and Halfden. Now before we carry on, don't forget to check out Instacart to receive fresh local groceries delivered right to your doorstep in as little as one hour. Instacart gives you a limited grocery deliveries for one low monthly fee 
and to receive free delivery on your first order of over $35 and to support the show, sign up to Instacart using the link in the show description. Also, if you like my podcast, you can now show your appreciation by buying me a coffee. You can do that by simply going to www.buymeacoffee.com forward slash B. This link is also available in the episode description. Thank you so much. Right, let's carry on with the story now. The two kings sent old Helding to ask Frithiof to help them against King Ring. But Frithiof replied that they had dishonored him and that he would not be their friend. Ingeborg was sent to live in Baldur's temple so that she might be safe. Therefore Frithiof found her and begged her to go away with him, saying that he would defend her with his sword until he fell dead in battle. But Ingeborg would not go. Then Frithiof went to King Helga and offered to be his friend if he would allow Ingeborg to be his wife. A thousand warriors who heard him beat applause upon their shields with their swords. But Helga would not listen. He said that if Frithiof wished to be his vassal, he must go away to a distant land and collect tribute from Jarl Agantir, who had refused to pay. Frithiof hurried to Baldur's temple and again begged Ingeborg to go away with him. The dragon ship Elida waited with her red sail set, but Ingeborg would not go. She told Frithiof to be patient and go away and collect the tribute, as was his duty. Then Frithiof gave her the golden arm ring, left him by his father, and went away alone in Elida. But King Helga stood upon the shore and prayed the storm finds to send a tempest. Soon the wind began to blow and Elida leapt from wave to wave like a living thing. Frithiof climbed upon a mast and looked out across the water. There he saw the storm finds. One rode upon a whale and was like a white bear. The other was like an eagle. Frithiof called to Elida and she turned and smote the whale so that it died and the white bear was drowned. With his magic sword, Frithiof slew the eagle and the storm was ended. Soon they came in sight of the island where Jarl Agintir lived. His house stood upon the shore. A watchman paced up and down the sands. Jarl Agintir and his vassals feasted within. When the watchman called that a ship was landing, Jarl Agintir looked out. He knew Elida at once and saw that Frithiof stood upon the deck. Atle, one of his vassals, seized his sword and shield and rushed down the seashore. There he and Frithiof fought upon the sand. At the first blow, both the shields were cleft from top to bottom and Atle's sword was broken. Frithiof threw down his sword and the two warriors wrestled together. Soon, Atle was overcome and lay upon the sand with Frithiof's knee upon his breast. Then Frithiof said, If I had my sword, you should feel its sharp edge and die. Atle replied that he would lie still while Frithiof went for his sword. When Frithiof returned, he found Atle lying upon the ground awaiting death. But he thought it is a shame to kill so brave a man. So he gave Atle his hand and they went into Jarl Agantir's house together. Jarl Agantir sat in a silver chair high above the others. His robe was of purple trimmed with ermine. His golden armor hung on the wall behind him. On the table before him stood a deer roasted whole. The deer's hoofs were gilded and raised as if to leap. 
before the yell stood skulls and harpers who sang the deeds of the heroes. Jarl Argentir welcomed Frithjof and asked his errand. When Frithjof told why he had come, the Jarl said he was not King Helga's vassal and he would not pay the tribute unless King Helga collected it with his sword. Frithjof stayed until spring. Then Jarl Argentir gave him a purse of gold and he returned to his home. There he found his house and his forest burned. As he stood among the ruins, his falcon came and perched upon his shoulder. His dog leaped up to lick his hand, and his snow-white warhorse came and touched his cheek gently with his soft lips. Soon old Hilding came and told him that King Ring had overcome King Helga and wasted the land. To save his kingdom, King Helga had given Ingeborg to King Ring. At the wedding, King Helga took Frithjof's arm ring from his sister and put it upon the statue of Balder. Frithjof hurried to the temple. There he saw the priests with the king among them. In a moment he stood before Helga and dashed the purse of gold into his face. The king fell to a floor. Frithjof tore the arm ring from the statue. The statue fell into the fire on the altar and in a moment the temple was burning. Frithjof sailed away in Elida once more. Helga followed him with ten ships. But the ships sank. Frithjof's friend had bored them full of holes. King Helga swam to the shore. He seized his bow to shoot an arrow at Frithjof, who stood upon the deck and laughed. Helga drew the bow with such strength that it snapped, and Frithjof sailed away. For three years he sailed the seas. Then he longed to live on land once more. As he sailed northward, he came in sight of King Ring's country. It was just at Yuletide. King Ring sat in his hall, feasting with his vassals. An old man wrapped in a bearskin entered softly and took a seat near the door. The guests whispered together and looked at the old man with a smile. At that, he seized one of them and shook him until all were silent. King Ring demanded his name. Then the stranger sprang from his seat and threw off the bearskin, and there stood Frithjof, dressed in velvet as blue as the sky, and with a silver belt around his waist. His long golden hair fell in waves over his broad shoulders. Then King Ring swore by the hammer of Thor to overcome Frithjof in fight. But Frithjof only laughed and drew his sword upon the table with a clang. Every warrior at the board sprang up and swore to protect the noble Frithjof's life. King Ring could not help himself, so he invited Frithjof to stay and feast with them. Ingeborg brought him food with her own hands, and all night long they sang and feasted. So Frithjof stayed, and King Ring grew to love him as a son. Soon King Ring was slain, and his little son became the king of the land. All the vassals begged Frithjof to stay and rule the kingdom, until the boy grew older. But Frithjof went northward to his own land to make atonement for the burning of Baldur's temple. As he came near the place, he saw a phantom temple like the temple that had been burned. At the door stood Skull, pointing to a shadowy temple far more beautiful than the old one. Frithjof knew that the gods meant him to build another temple. This he did. The new temple was so beautiful that it was like the halls of Valhalla. When it was finished, 
Pratyav entered and heard the songs of the white-robed Falas, and his heart grew soft. Then an old priest told him that the gods loved such gifts as he had given, but they loved better a forgiving spirit. And Pratyav heard with reverence the wise words of the aged man, and forgave King Helga, who was now dead. Then he went to Hafton and offered his hand in friendship, and the young king welcomed him as a brother. As they spoke together, Ingeborg entered. Frithjof asked once more to have her for his wife, and King Hafton gave her gladly. Frithjof built another house, where his old one had stood, and Ingeborg came into it bringing the sunshine with her. Then Frithjof was as happy as his old playmate as he had been in the days when he took the little maiden by the hand and led her over the rough places. Thank you for listening to this episode of Mythical Storytelling by Shenjian. If you liked today's story, please subscribe to the podcast to receive automatic notifications for when the next episodes come out. And don't forget to check out all the stories from season 1. If you haven't done that already, your support means the world to me. So please let me know if you have any thoughts or comments. My Twitter handle is available in the episode description. Finally, please share and pass this pod to your friends and family. Till next time stay safe and stay inspired adios